എം എച്ച് ഐ വൺ ഏൻഷ്യൻറ്റ് ആൻഡ് മെഡീവൽ സൊസൈറ്റീസ് ബ്ലോക്ക് വൺ ഏർലി ഹ്യൂമൻ സൊസൈറ്റീസ് യൂണിറ്റ് വൺ ഹണ്ടിങ് ആൻഡ് ഗ്യാദറിങ് പേജ് നമ്പർ തേർട്ടീൻ structure introduction evolution of modern humans study of hunting gathering cultures major aspects of study questions of periodization and spread of early cultures development of tools lower paleolithic oldovian and acheulean tools middle paleolithic Mosturian tools, Upper Paleolithic tools, Habitation and way of life, Arts and communication, Summary, Exercise. Unit 1, Hunting and Gathering, Introduction. Life on Earth began about 3,000 million years ago. the life which started from a simple cell from form developed into complex living being in thousands of species all these living beings have been changing and developing over time the present day humans have also evolved from primates who lived about 55 million years ago they had some characteristics similar to us till about the end of the 18th century it was believed that all life on earth has existed as it is since the beginning of life and that all life including plants and animals was the creation of god in this form it was only in the late 18th and early 19th century that scientists began to put forward the views that the nature and life have changed over millions of years it was argued that the present life forms have evolved through various forms and that many of these are now extinct when charles darwin 1809-1892 put forward the theory of biological evolution in 1860 it influenced the thinking of large number of scientists and scholars now the evolution of modern humans from a common ancestor was an area which became focus of researches and a number of discoveries were reported from different parts of the world with the help of archaeological findings and anthropological researches it can be said with some amount of certainty that modern humans 
have had many ancestors with the common biological characteristics the whole question of human evolution has two major aspects the first is the biological evolution and the second social and cultural evolution the former is to be studied mainly through the changes which have taken place in the facial features musculature and structure of bones limbs toes fingers and size of brain etc of human from the earliest forms the latter is concerned with the changes in the way humans adapted to their immediate environment to arrange their food the way they lived their interaction and communication with fellow humans etc through various phases and forms of their biological evolution before you move on to study the above referred to aspects of human evolution we would like you to carefully go through the methods and sources which we have discussed along with the introduction of block 1 Apart from the sources listed in the introduction to this blog the scholars have used another important resources for the study of hunting gathering people this pertains to the study of many such groups living in isolated pockets in contemporary times in almost similar conditions and environments as our hunting gathering ancestors lived many researchers lived with them to understand their modes of hunting gathering way of living rituals practiced and other aspects of their culture examples of such groups are eskimos of arctic of north america adabaskan hunter of canada pygmies of the african congo the bushmen of south africa some groups of australian aborigines the semang of malaya peninsula the semang of malay peninsula and certain tribes of andaman islands of india evolution of modern humans before we take up the study of the societies which depended on hunting and gathering as a mode of subsistence we would like to provide a very brief account of the evolution of modern humans that is homo sapiens sapiens in the beginning of the unit we had mentioned that the present day humans have come into existence as a result of passing through various stages of evolution let us now take up these various stages through which this process had taken place Around 60 million years ago, 
some of primates the order to which our ancestors belonged acquired important characteristics that were to be found later in humans the position of the thumb frontally arranged eye sockets friendly arranged eye sockets and dentition <coughs> similar to humans were some of the characteristics that are noticeable in various fossil finds on the basis of biogenetic data it is now believed that around 5 or 6 million years ago the hominid branch australopithecus and homo separated from that of the pongidae chimpanzee and gorilla according to wiles copens the collapse of rift valley separating east and south africa from central and west africa was the cause of this dichotomy the pongidae remained in the humid zone of western and central africa gorillas and chimpanzees the descendants of pongidae still live there while hominidae hominidae lived in large and open environments of east and south africa they adapted to their new surroundings and their remains are found mainly in this region it is there that the hominidae became bipedal around 3.5 to 4 million years ago the most important stage in the process of hominization the standing position affected the anatomy of the hominidae the root the foot became the main organ of propulsion while hand now freed from the task of walking could be used for other activities its increased dexterity was a necessary prerequisite for making tools the period from 3.5 million years to 1.5 million years ago so the emergence of dichotomy between australopithecines australopithecines and homo the process of development is not unilinear and was much more complex one of branches evolved as homo habilis probably the first tool makers they were mainly confined to africa the next stage of evolution of humans in the identified as homo erectus with some distinct anatomical features in the light of the available fossils 
Leke estimated that they lived one one and a half million years to around 300,000 year ago when homo sapiens began to emerge unlike homo habilis whose bones have been found only in africa the evidence for the presence of homo erectus has been found in a number of areas like europe western asia southern asia china and indonesia according to richard e leke the skeleton of homo erectus was essentially modern a little stockier than the average human today perhaps but not all that different the head and face however were still primitive the forehead sloped backward and was mounted with prominent brow ridges while the brain though larger than that of homo habilis was only 70% of the size of a homo sapiens brain the face protruded less than in homo habilis but it was not as flat or tucked in as in homo sapiens the chin that is so characteristics of modern humans was present but poorly developed the making of mankind page 110 to 112 the transition from homo erectus to homo sapiens was again gradual and is different in various regions in terms of the period of existence and physical features the homo sapiens again evolved through a gradual process in different regions in europe and some other regions developed a different branch termed neanderthalensis the first fossil was found in neanderthali in germany they disappeared around 35000 years ago without leaving separate line of descendants in all of the world homo sapiens sapiens emerged in different periods in europe it is 40000 years ago where neanderthals survived side by side about the process of evolution from homo erectus to homo sapiens sapiens like says if one views the evolution of the homo line as having more to do with the program of cultural capabilities than with environmental condition then it is possible to imagine that homo erectus populations throughout the world became more and more dependent on the development and exploitation of technology and that this created its own selection pressure that propelled the species towards homo sapiens in each part of the world 
where their had been homo erectus there would eventually arise an early grade of homo sapiens as selection pressure continued through the demands of culture each population of early homo sapiens ultimately emerged as homo sapiens sapiens modern man page 156 figure 1 shows the skulls of various human species left to right homo habilis homo erectus homo sapiens and homo sapiens sapiens the modern humans have evolved through a long and complicated process of hominid evolution and of the biological formation of human genus paleoanthropologists have studied the process through the changes in physical characteristics archaeological discoveries and scientific developments help us to understand this process Bogoslav Klima has studied the process in detail. The upper Paleolithic cultures are connected with humans of the Homo sapiens sapiens type, representing the result of a long and complicated process of homid evolution and of the biological formation. of the human genus the subject is the field of study of physical anthropologists who at the same time look for reliable explanations for this process such studies depend not only upon new archaeological discoveries but also upon contemporary scientific developments from the morphological point of view hominid evolution embraces three functional complexes the first group of features includes changes in the shape of the thorax and a related release of the upper extremes allowing rotating movements in the shoulder joint The second complex influenced by the hunting way of life is seen in erect stature and perfect bipedal locomotion associated with the morphological modifications of the pelvis and of the lower extremities. The third complex includes changes in the cranial morphology. especially increase in the cranial capacity and a shifting of the foramen magnum forwards and thus changes in the complex disposition of the head furthermore it comprehends changes in definition changes in detail dentition and very important final shaping of hand the hand itself together with the whole arm 
changed so much that it became able to throw objects with great force and accuracy using the mobility of the trunk carried by the pelvis and strong legs under direct control of ice at the same time the hand became sensitive enough to produce the most delicate objects and to imitate the beauty people observed around them and enjoyed history of humanity volume 1 page 177 as far as cranial capacity is concerned it is estimated that australopithecus had a volume of brain around 400 to 500 cc this increased to 700 cc in homo habilis to between 900 to 1100 in homo erectus and finally to between 1250 to 1450 cc in homo sapiens history of humanity volume 1 page 643 study of hunting gathering cultures until the advent of agriculture all human species made a living by gathering plant food and hunting in last 100 years archaeologists have found and unearthed a very large amount of artifacts objects and sites the major aspects of study the available source material has helped archaeologists anthropologists and scholars of prehistory in studying and analyzing all aspects of life of hunters and gatherers who were spread in different parts of the world the main aspects studied include first point the changes in physical and anatomical characteristics of various species of humans from homo habilis to modern humans which we briefly discussed in the previous sections second the regions of the globe inhabited by these hunting gathering humans third the kind of food available to them and the manners in which they procured it for their survival did they have access to some tools and implements for acquiring their daily need and survival before the changes their tools underwent through 3 million years of history number 5 at what stage of evolution and development they discovered fire and in what ways it was put to use to their advantage number 6 nature of their social organization and groups they lived in was there any sort of social interaction and communication among the groups number 
the method of communication within and outside groups number 8 how they disposed of their head their dead how they disposed of their dead number 9 did they have any art form and what does it represent apart from this lot more aspects have been studied by hundreds of scholars in spite of the large amount of data available it is very difficult to provide detailed information on many of these issues many at times the information and knowledge is available for a limited region and it may not be proper to apply it across the board still we would try to provide inputs on most of these issues in our discussion in this and the next unit on pastoral nomadism questions of periodization and spread of early cultures from the chronological point of view the period through which hunting and gathering cultures existed is rather long around 2.5 million years scholars have provided divisions into periods on the basis of tools used and some other cultural traits the period called stone age covers the longest period more than 98 percentage of the total period of human history and is considered as prehistory as there are no written sources available for it it is divided into two broad periods the paleolithic paleo means old lithic means stone and the neolithic neo means new the latter is identified with the period when production of food rather than the gathering became the dominant form of living one may say that it is the paleolithic period during which humans depended mainly on hunting and gathering mode of life in this unit we are focusing on this period only during the whole of this period humans predominantly used stone tools these tools underwent a lot of change like the type of stone used the shape of tools the way and purposes for which tools were used as also other materials used side by side with the stone that is wood bones and others it was not only the tools which underwent change even the physical features and anatomy of humans changed one may mention homo habilis homo erectus homo sapiens neanderthalensis and homo sapiens sapiens as the major human species using stone tools depending on the tool types the human species and other cultural traits the paleolithic period has been subdivided into lower paleolithic middle paleolithic and upper paleolithic
in the archaeological context the objects excavated at the lowest stratum are the earliest and on the upper levels the latest therefore the lower is the earliest while the upper the latter paleolithic many scholars even further divide them into sub subdivisions at this stage you must bear one important point in mind that in chronological terms these periods did not start or end around the same time in all regions inhabited by hunting gathering people in certain regions use of tools human types and cultural traits which identified middle paleolithic or upper paleolithic may be quite different from the others another point to be kept in view is that in no region or place one type of tools or human species or cultural traits were completely replaced by the other there are at times some amount of overlap in continuance of the types of tools and characteristics of users belonging to different periods however in spite of these limitations of classification some dominant identification of a period with the people living there in can be suggested the earliest hominids date back to around more than 2 to 6 million years their spread is mainly confined to africa ethiopia kenya and tanzania or some parts of asia closely following them we have more developed hominid species known as homo erectus dating back to around 1.5 million years they have been noticed till around 250000 years their presence has been recorded in fairly wide spread regions evidence for their presence is available in europe france germany spain eastern europe africa ethiopia tanzania kenya asia palestine israel iraq syria java philippines parts of china india pakistan indonesia the presence of both these hominids has been confirmed by the presence of fossilized bone of skull fragments tools and other artifacts the period is referred as lower or earlier paleolithic During the long periods when Homo erectus inhabited various pockets some subspecies began to develop in different parts these were various species of homo sapiens of these most robust and wider spread were homo sapiens are referred as oldovian to the wider spread were homo sapiens neanderthalensis they were discovered in all parts of europe 
there were a number of variants of these which are traceable from around 4 lakh years however neanderthal proper are more clearly to be found from around 2 lakh 30000 years and their stable lineage from around 1 lakh years to 40000 years in fact from around 400000 years to 100000 years different variants of species having mixed characteristics of homo erectus and neanderthals are recorded in different parts however from 100000 years all the regions had peculiar neanderthals these neanderthals had a short and stout body absent chin protruding bronchus a narrow forehead and an average cranial capacity of 1450 cc the period of flourishing of their culture is referred as middle paleolithic and their technology as mousterian the name is drawn from the site of le mousterie in southern france where their tools were found the spread of neanderthals and mediterranean and atlantic coast is reported from northern africa southern africa malawi zambia zaire angola mozambique zimbabwe namibia lesotho and swaziland east africa ethiopia kenya somalia uganda rwanda burundi and tanzania europe france germany spain russia and other adjoining regions czechoslovakia hungary greece belgium holland romania england etc asia iran iraq israel palestine syria lebanon china india indonesia philippines sri lanka pakistan afghanistan etc homo sapien neanderthalensis gave way to homo sapiens sapiens around 40000 to 35000 years back these were like modern humans in physic brain capacity structure and facial features the first fossils of this modern man were discovered near les aisis in southern france and was given the name cro-magnon after the rock shelter where it was found there have been considerable debates among scholars as to whether this modern man first appeared in africa asia or europe the latest researches are more inclined to indicate that 
it first appeared in africa the sudden disappearance of neanderthals was also one of the complex questions did large scale interactions and movements of neanderthals give a rise to homo sapiens sapiens where they exterminated as a result of violent clash the discovery of skeletal remains in Krapina in Yugoslavia Petrolona in Greece and most important of all in six caves of Palestine Saitia Tabun Skor Jabal Kafse and Emmet indicate the mixture of Neanderthals and Sapiens Sapiens Wenge page 119 There is no evidence of violent extinction and transition seems smooth it is most probable that large scale migration and interbreeding led to the extinction of neanderthal genes they represent the last phase of paleolithic which lasted till around 12000 years back after which the neolithic culture appears this phase as a whole is called upper or later paleolithic however within this phase a number of cultures flourished with the distinct characteristics tool types and regional and geographic variations the important phases of upper paleolithic are first aurignacian 34000 to 30000 years ago second solutrean 22000 to 18000 years ago third magdalenian 18000 to 11000 years ago other small cultural groups identified are perigordian gravetian selatian etc upper paleolithic culture has been recorded with a large number of evidences from all parts of world including australia and north and south america their penetration into very continent every continent in different regions especially to americas might have been tedious through frozen tundras and grassy plains and australia moving through islands it was probably made possible by their ability to adapt quickly and perfectly to changing conditions due to the growth of mental faculties after the upper paleolithic cultures and before the neolithic cultures another phase of hunting and gathering cultures an intermediate stage called mesolithic culture is also identified this phase is identified mainly with european hunting gathering culture it is also termed as final paleolithic and spans 
10,000 to 5,000 BC years ago. In Northern Europe, it can be divided into Maglemos 9,500 to 7,700 BP, Komimos 7,700 to 6,600 BP, and Erte Boile 6,600 to 5,200 BP. BP here represents before present and is reckoned from 1950 AD. Let us now move on to the making and use of tools by the hunting gathering people. Developments of tools. A basic definition of a tool could be that it is an object other than body part which is used to do some manual work by the user. This basic definition does not automatically connect to connect the tools with the humans as its manufacturer. Chimpanzees are also known as also known to use sticks to dig and find insects or roots or use stones to crack nuts to eat. In its earliest stage, the humans also must have used such natural objects to obtain food. This sort of usage at best makes humans merely as tools, tools user and not a tool maker. In the context of tools, what separates humans from other animals forms is making of tools and that brings us to a modified definition of tools. Jean Chavalon defines it in the human context. According to him, tool is a human-made object used to perform manual work and goes on to add. Prehistorians and archaeologists can but approve this lexicographical definition the world human made should be stressed however because it clearly distinguishes the unworked implement a pebble or piece of wood that human and ape like can use from the shaped tool made with a specific purpose in mind and whose function would be to scrape, cut or break. The adjective human-made confers on the tool a social value and it plays an increasingly demanding and pervasive role in human life to such an extent that as the technology or artificial intelligence advances, one may wonder whether the roles are not far from being inverted. Are we still stable to control our tools? And if so, will we always be able to do so? History of Humanity, Volume 1, page 35. These human-made tools have been found in all parts of the 
globe generally spread in and around the settlements inhabited by their users we propose to discuss the growth of tools and their technology for the whole of paleolithic period identifying clear stage of development in the tools raw materials used and their technology lower paleolithic oldovian and acheulean tools it is believed that regular tool making started with the emergence of homo habilis or chartlicke the earliest stone tools have been found in old way that is north tanzania and melka melka kunturi that is in ethiopia this date back to 1.8 to 1.6 million years these tools are, are referred as oldovian tools they are put to use to cut plant foods digging roots and to skin meat of small animals it is believed that meat constituted a small proportion of food during this period moreover there is no evidence to suggest that large game animals were killed procurement of meat at best was through scavenging of dead animals the tools found at these sites are known as choppers and were made by removing flakes from one side of stone providing it with a cutting edge the tools were mostly made from the stones available in the localized region with minimum changes in their natural form it is suggested that probably flakes were also used for scraping homo habilis were the users of these tools for the changes in tools are noticed in acheulean tools these are available for a very long period of time from around 1.4 million years to 200,000 years in Africa and 100,000 years in Europe they draw their name from Saint Achul a site in North France Homo erectus were the main users of these tools Achulian tools had a simple range which were used for chopping cutting piercing and pounding these were effective for both butchering meat and preparing plant food the hand axe cleavers and bolas spherical bolt type stone stone tool used to prob- probably to hit animals leg to capture them and crushing and pounding were the main tool types the hand axes were pear shaped or teardrop shaped with a pointed end and a broad end for a grip these hand axes had a sharp cutting edge 
on both sides which was obtained by removing flakes from both sides towards the pointed end the tools made by removing flakes from one side are termed unifacial and when removed from both sides are termed bifacial in levant that is lebanon syria and israel tools were oval or almond shaped bifacial now for the first time in a distinction between core tools and flake tools is made flakes were those pieces which were detached from a large block while core tools were those from which flakes were removed flakes could be used for tasks which required sharp edges in many cases edges were retouched to obtain a desired edge or to facilitate holding in hand flaking was done with a hammer stone it is noticed that certain materials were favored for making tools in specific regions even if it meant procurement from some distance generally silicious rocks chert and quartz were used for small tools which required sharp and tough edges limestones were used for heavier tools quartzites sandstones and basalt were other materials in use during this period existence of a few bone or ivory tools has also been confirmed figure 2 acetonian tools acetonian tools from syria a b and c are from earlier to later period after history of humanity volume 1 the acetonian tools have been found in all sites of lower paleolithic cultures middle paleolithic mousterian tools the tools which are classified as mousterian have been found in middle paleolithic sites the main finds are from europe and asia and their uses have been identified as various species of homo sapiens and predominantly neanderthals a large number of different types of bearing tools have been ascribed to this culture among the stone tool types found are scrapers borers knives blades burnings burnings etc binford analyzed tools from three different sites in syria israel and france and analyzed their types and uses and classified them into five main specified tool kits figure 3 tools from la farasi that is france 
എ പോയിൻസ് ബി സൈഡ് ഷാർപ്പേഴ്സ് സി ഡബിൾ സൈഡ് സ്ക്രേപ്പേഴ്സ് ആഫ്റ്റർ ഹിസ്റ്ററി ഓഫ് ഹ്യൂമാനിറ്റി വൺ പേജ് വൺ തേർട്ടി എയ്റ്റ് ഫസ്റ്റ് ടൈപ്പ് ടൂൾ കിറ്റ് വൺ ട്വൽവ് ടൂൾ ടൈപ്പ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡിംഗ് ബോറേഴ്സ് എൻഡ് സ്ക്രേപ്പേഴ്സ് ആൻഡ് നൈവ്സ് ദീസ് മേ ഹൗ ബീൻ യൂസ്ഡ് ടു വർക്ക് ബോൺ ആൻഡ് വുഡ് ഇൻഡു ഷാഫ്റ്റ് ഓർ ഹാഫ്റ്റ്സ് ആൻഡ് ടു വർക്ക് സ്കിൻസ് ഫോർ കോറേജ് ദീസ് ടൂൾസ് ആർ അസോസിയേറ്റഡ് വിത്ത് ടൂൾ മേക്കിംഗ് ആൻഡ് മെയിൻ്റെനൻസ് ആക്ടിവിറ്റീസ് നമ്പർ ടു ടൂൾ കിറ്റ് സെക്കൻഡ് ട്വൽവ് ടൂൾ ടൈപ്സ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡിംഗ് ത്രീ കൈൻഡ്സ് ഓഫ് പോയിൻസ് കാപ്പിൾസ് ആൻഡ് ബോറിൻസ് ദ ഇൻഫോർഡ് ഫംഗ്ഷൻ ഈസ് ഹണ്ടിംഗ് ആൻഡ് ബുച്ചറിംഗ് നമ്പർ ത്രീ ടൂൾ കിറ്റ് ത്രീ സെവൻ ടൂൾ ടൈപ്സ് മോസ്റ്റ് ഓഫ് ദം ഫ്ലേക്സ് ആൻഡ് നൈവ്സ് ആൻഡ് റിഫോർഡ് ഫംഗ്ഷൻ ഈസ് ഫൈൻ ബുച്ചറിംഗ് നമ്പർ ഫോർ ടൂൾ കിറ്റ് ഫോർ ഫോർ ടൂൾ ടൈപ്സ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡിംഗ് ദ ഫ്ലേക്സ് ആൻഡ് സ്ക്രേപ്പേഴ്സ് ദ സജസ്റ്റഡ് ഫംഗ്ഷൻ ഈസ് പ്രിപ്പയറിംഗ് വുഡ് ആൻഡ് പ്ലാൻഡ് ഫുഡ്സ് ആൻഡ് പോസിബ്ലി ദ സ്ക്രേപ്പിംഗ് ഓഫ് ബോൺസ് ടൂൾ കിറ്റ് ഫൈവ് സിക്സ് ടൂൾ ടൈപ്സ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡിംഗ് എ പ്രൊജക്ടൈൽ പോയിൻ്റ് ടൈപ്പ് ഡിസ്ക് സ്ക്രേപ്പേഴ്സ് ആൻഡ് ബ്ലേഡ്സ് This kit appears to be a blend of hunting and butchering and perhaps other kinds of tools. Venge page 112 to 113. One significant aspect of the middle paleolithic tools is the use of bones, pawns and wood. Sharpened wooden sticks with points hardened with fire to be used and spears is indicative of the hunting of large animals upper paleolithic tools the art of tool making reached new heights with the homo sapiens sapiens their major achievements in tool making were large variety of tools second regular use of material other than stones third tools which could be used for from a distance number 4 composite tools number 5 use of tools for making tools number 6 tools for fishing number 7 manufacture of microlithic tools and number 8 certain artistic and aesthetic sense of tool making during this period the technology of blade production was perfected the shape of blade was regular with the parallel edges to serve as knife the tools were now processed by pressure flaking with stone bone or wood it was perfected by 
റീടച്ചിങ് ദി എഡ്ജ് ആൻഡ് പോയിൻറ്റ് ബോറിൻസ് ഓർ ഗ്രേവർ വാസ് ഏബിൾ ബ്ലേഡ് മെയ്ഡ് പോയിൻറ്റഡ് ബൈ റിമൂവിംഗ് എ ഫാസെറ്റ് എലോങ് വൺ എഡ്ജ് ഇൻ സച്ച് എ വേ ദാറ്റ് ഇറ്റ് ക്യാൻ ബി റീപോയിൻറ്റഡ് ബൈ റിമൂവിംഗ് അനദർ ഫാസെറ്റ് വേർ പെർഫെക്റ്റ്ലി മെയ്ഡ് ആൻഡ് വാസ് ആൻ ഇമ്പോർട്ടൻറ്റ് ടൂൾ ഫോർ എൻഗ്രേവിംഗ് ഓർ ഡ്രില്ലിംഗ് ഫിഗർ ഫോർ ലീഫ് ഷേപ്സ് പോയിൻറ്റഡ് ടൂൾസ് new weapons for killing a prey at a distance where light spear spear thrower or athletes and bow and arrows athletes or spear thrower was akin to a mechanical device which by one estimate could increase the range of spear throwing to 150 meters It is difficult to say exactly what times bows and arrows made their first appearance. It was probably around the latter period of Upper Paleolithic, a much more advanced tool noticed in West Asia towards the end of Upper Paleolithic is a sort of sickle-shaped tool with edges which was probably used for cutting grasses. It is difficult to say that what sort of grasses were cut with it for what purpose but must have been used extensively once the domesticated grains were sowed and harvested. Figure 5 Curved Knives Selection of raw material for making tools is very diverse. For making stone tools, flint, horn stones, quartzites, quartz, clay stones and crystalline schist were used. Use of precious stones like rock crystal, chalcedony, obsidian, opal, agate and jasper etc. has been indicated. Many of these were acquired from distant places. The presence of non-local stone tools in a region indicates some sort of barters or exchange of materials. The use of material other than stones is on a much larger scale in an organized manner. These were bones, horns, antlers, teeth, tusks and wood according to Boslav Klima. Although organic material were worked in the previous period too, it was not until the Upper Paleolithic that tools of these materials become alongside that stone tools a standard component of the full toolkit. These tools comprised standardized forms such as spear points, trackers, various points, picks, polished tools, retouches, pins, needles, awls, hammers, cylindrical grinding implements, shovel-like and spoon-like implements, clubs, perforated antlers and others which were designed for various important tasks 
some of them were composite tools or were lengthened by a handle history of humanity volume 1 page 180 ലോവർ പാലിയോലിത്തിക് ഓൾഡോവിയൻ ആൻഡ് ആച്ചുലിയൻ ടൂൾസ് കണ്ടിന്യൂവേഷൻ ഫ്രം പേജ് നമ്പർ ട്വൻറ്റി ത്രീ മെനി ഓഫ് ദീസ് ടൂൾസ് മെയ്ഡ് ഓഫ് ഓർഗാനിക് മെറ്റീരിയൽസ് ഹാവ് നോട്ട് സർവൈവ്ഡ് ഡ്യൂ ടു നാച്ചുറൽ ഡിക്കെ ദേർ റിമാർക്കബിൾ ഫ്യൂച്ചർ ഇസ് ദാറ്റ് ഹാവ് നോട്ട് ബീൻ ഫൗണ്ട് ഓൺലി ഇൻ ദേർ നാച്ചുറൽ ഫോം ബട്ട് ഹാവ് ബീൻ വർക്ക്ഡ് അപ്പോൺ ത്രൂ ഷേപ്പിംഗ് ആൻഡ് ക്രിയേറ്റിംഗ് എഡ്ജസ് points etc this modification suggests that people were aware of physical and chemical characteristics through observation many available materials were put to other uses to such as hollowed logs as boards concave stones as vessels or dishes another important feature was introduction of a very small tools called microliths these were used as independent tools or were joined with some handles or a sharp edges or harpoon or hurdle heads of projectiles for specialized task for hunting small animals fishing processing the hunted animals or giving shape to tools or engraving some aesthetic and artwork however the full potential of microliths was exploited during the mesolithic period only finally now we notice use of tools for making tools patterns of flaking or tool working shows that several tools were made from the same stone indicating that the methods of tool making also advanced habitation and way of life in the formation on mode of living habitation means of subsistence disposal of dead and rituals and belief systems of hunting gathering people is fragmentary mostly in the inorganic substance that have survived while the degradable organic material have not however the small fragments tools artifacts locations of finds and circumstances of their preservation throw some light about their habitation means of subsistence and their social organization during lower paleolithic period very little is known about the dwellings or size of the groups of homo habilis their main food came from plants and a small proportion from scavenging dead animals or very small animals hunt which was probably consumed in raw form from the period of homo erectus the notice we notice a certain significant features like the use of fire building dwellings living in bands of 25 to 30 people social relations and planned hunting all these gave them 
a certain lifestyle their shelters are in the form of natural caves as well as built dwellings which were all oval or circular in shape tree branches and covering of skins were used to erect this presence of hearth in dwellings indicates regular use of fire now the meat was consumed grilled on fire or cooked in pits the hearths are open hunting was a regular practice which was mainly the work of men while women were involved in gathering of plant food and foraging human groups lived separately but did come together on seasonal or cyclic manner the movements of groups were within a limited territory during the period of neanderthalensis the homo sapiens sapiens the methods of hunting types of hunt consumption of food types of tool and the bones available at habitation sites suggested that people uh, that the large animals especially herbivores were also hunted along with the smaller animals we have evidence of hunt of large animals like bison mammoth mammoths horses wild boar reindeer uh, reindeer various species of deer and other cattle in europe reindeer was the main animal hunted and around 90% of the bones available pertain to them only the use of spears must have facilitated big game hunt the hunt of large animals was a group activity and confined to men folk the hunted animals were to be shot shared by the whole group meat was consumed cooked grilled or baked on fire all parts of animals were consumed even the bones bone marrow was extracted with specific tools or by smashing the bones the new item in animal food now added was fish and other water animals around 26000 bones found in kudaro caves in great cocosus belong to salmon fish at oxy kichik in kazakhstan out of 15000 bones around 13000 are the remains of steppe turtle in upper paleolithic availability of suitable tools for hunting and catching increased the proportion of fish this is specially evident in europe where fish consumption is very high between 14000 and 10000 years in plant food also the variety seems to have increased tools for extracting roots were varied and the storage of plant food is also evident generally the consumption of plant food was dictated by the immediate environment and available flora however the subsistence needs were fulfilled 
through collection of food and exploiting the resources available in natural form without altering the nature the available evidences also suggest the domestication of dog which was probably an asset in hunting operations habitation sites of neanderthals indicate that caves and sites were occupied repeatedly by different groups inhabiting these regions the important cave sites are caves of kilna that is in moravia boxstein caves in germany hortus caves in southern france shanidar caves in iraq and teshikdash cave in uzbekistan caves are more important for the finds of artifacts bones etc during upper paleolithic period humans human made habitation and settlements are numerous as compared to earlier period caves and rock shelters available in habitation zones were continued to be occupied habitation sites seem to have been chosen near water bodies or rivers and fords as also near places where prey animals were available the construction of huts is refined with clear demarcations wooden frames with covering made of skins were the main material used bones stones and mud also appear to have been used the shapes of huts are varied irregular oval round and even kidney shaped some of these were temporary tent like while others of some permanent nature especially during the late paleolithic apart from securing the dwellings the people protected their bodies with the use of animal hide presence of herds inside or outside is strongly indicated these are open as well as covered and a tendency to preserve fire is suggested wood and even bones were used as fuel the large deposits of ash and bones near the habitation sites indicate the size and frequency of using site for long periods the size of group does not change much as is estimated around 30 to 50 persons as a way of life they seem highly mobile though the area of movement was limited though the area of movement was limited it is believed that this movement was within a small region according to lique their movements were mainly restricted to specific territories usually 25 to 30 kilometers in all directions from a central water source or home base it is also indicated that smaller groups came together for short periods where exchange of materials or mates might have taken place 
social relationships were strong some evidences suggests that wounded persons were looked after and the healing process is also evident which indicates social bonding and taking care of the informed persons in the group during the middle paleolithic strong evidence is available to suggest that the dead were disposed of or buried by the surviving members of groups in shanidar cave in the sagros mountain of iraq a burial which is around 60000 years old probably of some leader or important person has been laid on bed of branches and even flowers are placed around 50 burials were studied belonging to around 20 sites in europe africa and asia here around 1/3 are children and a few women which indicates love and care for children as a few of them are newborn the burials are mostly of a man a woman and children they probably belong to the same family in many cases some tools horn animal bones and even flowers have been placed on the bodies and buried in some cases red powder is sprinkled these sorts of burials indicate some natural practices associated with it nobody is useless one day a renowned mathematician invited all numbers for a gathering just as the gathering was about to begin someone noticed that zero was missing after a long search they found that zero was hiding behind a box the other numbers brought zero to the teacher why were you hiding asked the teacher I am only a zero. I have no value. Who bothers about me? Why should I be in your midst? asked zero sadly. The teacher smiled. He asked one to come forward and stand in front. The teacher asked the group, "What is his value?" One shouted the group the teacher asked the zero to come and stand next to one then the teacher asked the group what is the value now 10 shouted the group the teacher then made many zeros to stand next to 10 one by one increasing the value to 100 1000 10000 a on and on he went till no one could count or name the number since it had become very huge to comprehend the teacher turned to zero and said now can you tell me your value one is just a small number but when you stand next to it it can become so huge 
that you cannot even count or name the number all the numbers clapped in glee zero was so pleased and thought to himself how wonderful if i do my part well i will be worthwhile more than that if i join others and we work together each of us will increase in value every one of us is a very precious in this world we need to stand firm to know the value of ourselves there are many people who stand out like the zero judging that they are good for nothing if we stand out like this we may not gain anything in our lives we should have a good feeling about ourselves so that we may have the ability to grow in confidence this confidence is very much needed to fulfill our goals we also need to speak positively about ourselves when we do this we feel better about doing things the good opinion about yourself will surely enable you to do more good deeds there are many people who compare themselves to others if you compare yourselves with the people who are better skilled than yourselves you will feel miserable in contrast if you compare yourself to those inferior in talent capability or wealth you may become conceited what is important is that we must learn to compare ourselves with ourselves by asking questions like am i a better person than i was before how can i be a better person than i am today as we are children we should understand values if we know the value of our life we will never waste it we should understand that life is what we have received from god as a gift nobody has the right to waste it we should enjoy our life with gratitude towards god everything we do should be a result of our gratitude for what god has done for us